You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 43. I'm Jessica Pearson, certified life coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. Hello and welcome to New Year 2023. Yes, we are off to a slightly later start than planned just due to illnesses, holidays, life. But uh, the irony is that later we're going to talk about consistency. So we'll talk about what that looks like and what that means to us. But we took an Instagram poll, which is a very official way of collecting data. Yes. Uh, because it was on our minds and our podcast editor had seeded this idea, which was to put our segment at the top of the episode, which was, if you listened to us before, you know, it's kind of what I would call just our diet culture rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ad smackdown. Ad smackdown. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is ads. And sometimes it's just things we see in the media or even in, you know, like real life things that happen. And Beth was like, well, do you have anything <laughs> this week? And I thought, well, you know, over the holidays, mainly the two things that I noticed, like in, in real life and personal life, just with me and being around family, I heard, you know, the, the whispers of the, you know, the diet talk throughout, you know. Oh, you so did? Like, you heard people talking about it? Well, for, um, I would say like the, the quote unquote, maybe like eating season, you know, as people were overindulging, I was hearing some of the comments of like, this isn't how I normally eat. Oh, you know, like, oh, I just have to have this. It was just like, they felt like they had to make commentary on how they were eating, which I find fascinating now. And then, and I don't know, maybe I still do it too, but it's just interesting to kind of take that in. And then, um, and then I feel like once it was over, I I kind of heard some whispers of like, yeah, I got to figure it out or I got to make a change. But I will say it was a lot less. So I don't know if it's just people don't tell me <laughs> things anymore. <laughs> but I haven't really seen it even on like my personal Facebook feed or Instagram feed, people talking about it. So I'll take that as a win. You mean about um, just like the quote unquote resolutions and eating better and losing yeah, weight? Yeah. I haven't seen that any conversation. like conversation. Yeah. I haven't seen any like major proclamations or anything. So, um, but then as I, I told you, I was like mainly just in the media when I'm thinking about the ads, pretty much the only ad I saw all holiday break was, you know, about Ozempic and even just the media commentary on Ozempic. It was just, that's like all I got. It was the only ads I got. And then the other ad I got was for the company found and they actually, Uh, yes, they were playing on these, you know, supposed shortages of Ozempic and they were like, they're ones that used to have the ads. They would send you metformin in the mail, right? Right. So they're using different prescription drugs to do different things to alter your, you know, hunger signals. Were they talking about like the shortage? Well, they were like, yeah, they were kind of saying like, hey, if you can't get that, like we've got your back. We have these other drugs or you don't need them. You know, we have this. And so they were just kind of filling in their their marketing a little bit for this. Yes, they changed their marketing based on it. So I was like, basically, the only ads I'm getting now are just for prescription diet pills, which is yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, so the injection. So we have talked about the, these, uh, GLP one 
injections before, twice actually, once, I'm just kind of talking about them, and two, an update about how there is a shortage that is decreasing, but it's like, and so then Jessica and I were like, well, who is the shortage for? Because if I'm seeing it advertised everywhere and I can even go to my local IV nutrition place where I got emails and their signs are all over the place about how to get this injection there. And then a quote unquote functional medicine doctor in the local paper. It's called Community Impact. And he was advertising for these injectables as well. And it's like, well, is the shortage only for the people that are having to use it as a prescription and the people that are paying cash are able to do it? But I mean, insurance is paying for these drugs. So maybe the rate is different. I don't know, but it's, it's all very mysterious to me. And also remember it makes it so you can't eat very much. You feel very nauseous when you eat takes about six weeks, (laughs) you know? So it's like, what, what's going on here? And so I'm looking forward to all of the stories that are going to start coming out in the next few months about the um, various side effects. And then when people go off of them, what is when they've reached their goal, what is going to happen when they go off of them? Because I, I was reading from a doctor that it is very likely that, you know, you will start to regain the weight back. Yeah. So I actually, and I think you have a client that's on it too. Yes. I have a current, I have clients that are, I have multiple clients that are on these types of drugs and, yeah. but they have to be on them because of they're using them for what they're intended for, which is yeah. to manage some metabolic markers. Yeah. So I actually have a client who came to me already on it mm-hmm. um, for weight loss, which, you know, is fine um, because they are working with her doctor. And, you know, I just trust that whatever they worked out with her doctor is good. And I know that she's planning to be on it for a year. And, you know, what I shared with her was like, you know, I'm not here to take any credit for your weight loss because you're on a weight loss drug. But what I, you know, want for you, and we discussed this before she even said yes to working with me is like, how do we build the habits and the lifestyle so that when you're not taking the drug, hopefully you can still continue to experience the benefits. Right. Because, you know, it's easy just like, oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat or I'm not hungry. I'm just going to eat this like half donut that's (laughs) lying around or whatever. And those aren't necessarily habits that are going to take you the long run. You know, if you've been on this drug for a year, what happens when you get to the end of the year? You haven't developed ways of eating that are nourishing and you don't know how to source the right food or do things that are healthful for your body, then it's not going to be great long term. Yeah. And I will say that for many people that are on these drugs, even eating those types of foods it makes them feel the worst. And so they are more likely to um, have a lot of negative consequences from higher fat, higher sugar items. So you kind of lose the taste for that. But then it's like, who knows what will shake out in the end. But I think what makes me so irritated about it is it is, again, another very expensive ad promoted as like this fast weight loss thing. And the pictures, of course, are of people who have airbrushed bodies. And it's like, what the frick, man? Like, of course, you're going to be enticed like that. That's frustrating to me. It's like, don't show the, the airbrushed body. But that's how, you know, that whole 
American psychology of marketing, yeah. I guess, works is show the airbrushed body. This is what this injectable of making you throw up or not wanting to eat will do for you. Well, it also <laughs> promotes some weirdness, you know, when we talk about other people's bodies. So I follow Mindy Kaling on Instagram mm-hmm. and I've noticed that she is, she, I mean, I can tell physically her body has changed. I don't know if she is taking this drug or any drug for that matter. And yet, it's so like frustrating to me, you know, from it's like, hey, it's not, it really is none of our business. And there's a lot of people in the comments that are like, oh, she's on Ozempic. And like, you they're know, just assuming because her body changed, she's on Ozempic. I mean, I don't know if maybe she, I don't like follow her that closely. So I don't know if she came clean about it or mentioned it at some point. So maybe she, I don't know. But it's just interesting because, yeah, it's like people are really quick to be like, oh, she must be on Ozempic. And like, Da, 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 da. And then now we have all these people commenting on bodies in, in the public. And it's just, I don't know. It's just this. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. okay. I can't wait till we get to stop talking about Ozempic. <laughs> or well, stop seeing it, maybe. Well, or I mean, except for thing. the people that need it. Truly. Well, yeah. And that's the thing is it's so saturated. And I'm guessing it's saturated because, like you said, they're spending so much money on these ads. So there's probably not a lot of ad space for other things, which... I don't know. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. So we want to invite you all to continue to keep your eyes peeled in the media or in real life, you know, about things that are diet culture related and send them to us. Um, We'd love to talk with you individually or if you want us to talk about on the podcast, we'd love to do that. So yes, if you're sending, if you're getting ads that are not related Tozempic or Sigmatude or any of the number of ads related to GLP-1s, send it our way. I want to see all the weird stuff or the things that look like, oh, that could be intriguing. So it's like those little subtle ads of weight loss slash diet culture. Let's see it. Yeah, you can send those to info at pathnutrition.com or you can DM us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. All right. So now that we are done ranting about Ozempic, I want to go into a much more dull topic, which I find very exciting, which is consistency. So today we're going to start the new year off with a concept that I want us to all really embrace. It is my word of the year, which is consistency. It is not very sexy. And that's why I think it's very important to talk about. And so when we are talking about anything that we want in our life, one thing that has to be there is the consistency of doing it. Because without consistency, we are really in a habit of, we aren't really in a habit of doing much of anything. So it might feel like we are flailing around. And so a habit is only a habit as long as you are doing the thing. So it no longer becomes a habit when you stop doing it. And so this is where building consistency and rewarding your brain for that consistency of doing it. So let's think about some things that are very consistent in your life that you may not think about that are quite mundane. So one would be showering. Uh, there would be taking out the trash or doing dishes, feeding yourself. These are all things that we do consistently to take care of ourselves or to take care of our home. But we don't really think about them because they are so consistent. 
But then you can also start to look at other things that you do in your day that are consistent, that help you have a life that you want. So that could be, I go to work and I sit down at my desk and I do this series of things and then I can get on to other aspects of my life. Or I am consistent in doing, say, I walk you know, 30 minutes every day, no matter what, that could be a consistency. But on the flip side, there are probably things that we are all doing that consistently that are hindering us. And for me, yeah, that (laughs) is social media (laughs) scrolling. And I'm really I've been working so hard on, okay, I can scroll after I do the things that I, I want to do for myself. So that's kind of you know, where, where, you know, you can start to look at these things. Okay. So what is interesting, something that you said was like, you know, a habit's only a habit until you stop doing it. But here's where I think the consistency gets tricky because it's like, well, yeah, sometimes it's like, did I, did I know that I stopped doing it? (laughs) Right. Right. So like, for example, for me, I think about when I'm like, oh, I really like to do my mile jog in the morning. And I don't expect myself to do it every single day. But then maybe life comes along and like, I've been sick a lot this last year because I have Mm -hmm. a toddler that was in daycare. So it's like, I'm not getting, I'm not necessarily getting the traction. So maybe it's like, oh gosh, it has been three weeks because I had an upper respiratory (laughs) infection and I actually couldn't do it. And these are those moments where it feels like, have I quit and I didn't know it? Do I just get up and keep going? Right. And I think sometimes mentally when we don't have like the perfection and the consistency, that's where people get stuck. Right. So I just kind of wanted to interject and talk about that because I think it can be hard to know. Like if you're not quitting on purpose, (laughs) it just kind of stops. Right. So yeah, I think that it is really important to recognize the difference between consistency and perfection because they're not mutually, you know, tied together. Mm -hmm. It's consistency within the framework of being a human in a mo- in the modern world. Yeah. And I think one thing that I looked at was like, okay, I'm just going to get up and go on my run. So what if it's been three weeks or a month? This is something I'm consistently doing, even if it's only <laughs> once a month. Right. <laughs> right. Because the intention is that once I feel well, I look forward to getting back to that consistent act, active a- action. Yeah. So like in our family, I'm thinking about like the dreaded, you know, family meal planning and, you know, what are we going to eat for dinner? Because we were on break essentially for three weeks, just more or less winging it. But we can't continue that way because it's it doesn't help with the flow of the evenings and everybody ends up mad by eight o'clock. <laughs> so it's like, okay, let's get back to that general thing. So we had that time off. Now let's, let's get back to uh, our consistency of, of family, family meal planning. Yeah. As an example. Yeah. And then I, when you were speaking, I also just thought of like something that I've been trying to do more consistently, which is just social time for me. <laughs> Because that is something that I had pre having a child and pre COVID. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, and then that kind of just stopped without me necessarily saying like, 
I quit, right? right. It was just <laughs> the world was like, you're done. And then, so now I'm like, oh, I really need to make the intention to like connect with a friend once a week because I know that that makes me feel good. Right. And even if it's not every week, it's like, that's just my intention. Um, and it's not necessarily something that's like going to get me to a goal. It's just consistency and maintaining a, a healthy life for me. Right. Okay. So what I want everyone to do is to take a moment and do a brief scan on the things that you are consistently doing. And that could be like taking out the trash or folding the laundry. Like, do you do those things consistently? And if so, I need you to give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate the fact that you do do those things consistently and probably without a whole lot of thought behind it. Because what is important is, is that you celebrate these things because the, our brains are naturally wired for the negative. And so whenever there's a negative emotion, we're more likely to remember it because of, you know, we are, you know, having to stay alive and look out for, you know, the negative things, but we're not really in that kind of danger for the most part any anymore. So it's really important to create an emotional response, a positive emotional response for the things that you want to continue. And it's hard because we are not naturally wired to be positive in that way, especially over things like taking out the trash on a regular basis. So now say you have a new goal and it is something that you have tried in the past. And, you know, in our world, we hear getting healthy, getting more sleep, moving more, but it doesn't stick. And why is it? It's because typically we want to go all gung ho into that change, but we burn out and stop doing it because of the of being consistent like we have a hard time being consistent and the reason why mo so many people struggle to get consistency is because we started off too big so we were just like going for it going to the gym i went to the my son goes to the gym on mondays and thursdays real early i don't enjoy it I like to work out at home <laughs> if it's early. But anyways, the parking lot is drastically different this morning versus um, the last time I took him to the gym during um, December. So we all think we're, and I saw, I walk in and this guy's like doing this crazy like treadmill run. And like, then he gets off and he was like doing these like push-ups and all sorts of crazy things. I've never seen anything that like that at this gym before, but of course, it's New Year's. And so I have all sorts of judgments about it, but we all think like we're going to completely go balls to the wall on our New Year's goals, but let's like take it down to a level of behavior that we can be consistent with. So if moving your body more is what you want to do this year, then if you're at zero minutes right now, going for a three mile walk every day is going to be very challenging to be consistent at. So can we take that back to like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. maybe five depends on where you're at. Like really like how, what level do you need? So if 10 minutes a day is challenging for you, that's okay. Don't be disheartened by that. Take it to five. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what can you do for five minutes or 10 minutes every day? Like, what is that consistent thing that you want to do? And the same thing is, with, say, for example, with eating more vegetables. Like, that's a really common one. People are like, oh, I'm going to get so healthy and eat all these vegetables. Well, if you are eating one serving of vegetables right now and you go to eating six plus cups of vegetables a day, you are going to be very uncomfortable with all the gas and the bloating and potentially constipation because of all that extra fiber that you have in your gut. So let's start small. Let's go from a cup to a cup and a half, like a serving, serving and a half. And let's just like slowly build those things up consistently. In, in that way. And that's how you can be more successful in these things that you desire in your life. Yeah. And you guys, this, this episode is going to come out January 17th, which I actually kind of love. I love that it's a little bit later because I was at dinner with a friend on Friday and she said, gosh, it's already January 6th and I haven't even started my goals. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, what? It's, only January 6th, like, right, you know, and it's just our brain telling us like, oh my gosh, I've already failed. So I might as well just right. never I didn't do get it. On day one, it's over. <laughs> but it's, it's like, not. no, no, you're fine. It's January 17th. You're fine. It's okay if you haven't set foot, you know, towards what it is that you're, you want to go towards. It's just what is that small step that could maybe at least get you in the right direction It's totally fine to go slow. Yeah. And, you know, New Year's resolutions, I think, you know, are really not necessary. I was thinking about um, something I saw, of course, online, and it was kind of talking about like, well, the New Year's is based off of this, like, you know, this calendar. But before that, we were using more of like a the lunar calendar or the seasonal calendars. And so if we thought about like when change might actually be more natural for people, it might actually be the spring because yeah. in the winter for most of us in, in, you know, the Northern hemisphere, it's cold. Um, you know, our weather is going from 80 to 50 on a every other day basis. And so it's, you know, it's not a time to feel like all jazzed and renew, like the winter is like a slowing down time and like kind of like a rest and hibernation if we think about it nature wise. So if you don't want to do a new type of goal or um, have a new behavior change in your life this year, totally fine. Like you don't have to do any of these things. Yes. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) But if you want to, please pick something smaller and attainable and that you can be consistent with so that you can build up those wins for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Something that helps my client recently is I drew her I say a a graph, but it was literally just a line, right? It was like, what does consistency look like? And it was like a straight black line. And I'm like, okay, in your mind, you're thinking, what is this daily? Is this weekly? Is this monthly? Like, what is what is your pace of consistency for you? But in her mind, consistency was perfection. So she was like, it has to be the straight line. But I was like, what about your outliers? And, you know, if you think about that line and every little, you know, dot represents a day over the course of the year and you have these dots like, you know, a little bit above the line or a little bit below the line, 
you still see from far away mm-hmm. a black line, right? You know, even though there are these dots kind of that are outliers because of illness, or maybe it's just a new focus or priority, life comes up, whatever, it's not perfection. And you can always just go back, you know, to adding it back in. And the more that you can get used to that flexibility of just being like, oh, yeah, it has been three weeks since my last run. Okay, whatever, I'm going to go now. Right, we just go back to that consistency. It's going to give you more momentum, and you'll you'll be able to bring it back in so much easier than having that mental drama of like, oh no, it's not perfect. I failed, and you know, being really hard on ourselves does definitely not drive you to go do the thing that is that you want to do. Right. Um, and you and I had talked about how it, you know I was explaining to you kind of like TM, yeah, which is transcendental meditation that Beth and I both did, and. What I loved about the way they explained it, um, I don't know, maybe you can explain it better, but when they were explaining how, yes, you're supposed to have thoughts come up when you meditate. There's so many people that are like, I can't meditate because I can't turn my brain off. It's like, that's not really how that works. And in Transcendental Meditation, they kind of gave us this image of this circle, you know, and there's like an arrow moving in one direction where at the top, you are focusing on your mantra, which is a word that they give you. And you're just kind of in your mind saying the word. And, you know, you're moving down towards the bottom of the circle mentally. And at the bottom is this dip where like your brain really is in a meditative state. But then because you're human and brains do what they do, a thought comes in. Mm -hmm. So it pulls you up the circle towards the top, you know, kind of away from that meditative state. But then you're coming back to this word, the mantra that then brings you back down to the circle. So I think of it as like, it's normal that we would come out of the line or the circle because it's like, that's life. That's what our brain is supposed to do. We're not supposed to hit 10 out of 10. 24-7, 365 days a year. But if we can have that focus or that mantra, we can keep coming back to it on a regular basis. That's right. I think you explained it just well. I don't need to add anything. (laughs) Okay. It's perfect. (laughs) It's like we're we're supposed to doubt ourselves. Doubt is relentless. Yes. It's what your brain is desired to do. Like Beth said, it's like it's just trying to protect us, you know? And so it's normal to have these stories of like, gosh, this is really what I wanted to do and I'm not doing it. So I guess I should just give up. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you said it will be easy and it will be hard. But consistency always wins. What side of it do you want to be on? Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to join me in my word of the year of consistency, which I've never done before. I've never done the word of the year. I gave up resolutions a long time ago, several years ago. Um, But I was like, I'm going to embrace this word of the year of um, a personal mantra and its consistency in the things that I do because of the things that I would like to achieve in my life. And with it for me also comes self accountability because I didn't have that before. And I just be like, well, that's fine. But it really wasn't fine because <laughs> of, you know, how I would actually feel. And so if you want to join me on this consistency um, train and maybe we could like, I don't know, have like our little consistency group helping each other. I have no idea. Just spitballing here. So let me know. Hit us up on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. 
Well, I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. If you're looking to change your relationship with food or your body from a whole health perspective, please visit our website at pathnutrition.com to get started. Bye, everyone.